And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello, listeners, and you're very welcome to another We Are Meat podcast with Mickey Brown and Davy Rispin. Davy, final group stages of the club championships were played on the weekend. We now know most of the quarterfinal pairings, the relegation pair, relegation pairings, and uh, you know, apart from one group in the junior, um, everything is is sorted and done and dusted, and we know what's going to be happening in the next number of weeks between relegation and preliminary. Yeah, another hectic weekend, Mickey, across the board and plenty sorted and and plenty yet to be sorted. As you say, there is that Group C in in the Junior A Championship, which is interesting as well. But we we also have, you know, in senior, everybody still in the mix for something of the 16 Mm -hmm. teams. You have half of them in uh, relegation trouble and then you have the other eight in uh, uh, Keegan Cup. Hunt. Um, So that'll be, be really interesting. We know that the the ones in the hunt for the King Cup have a month. We're not quite sure at this point in time whether the relegation do as well, but we shall wait and see on that. In intermediate, you have most of the 20 strong teams still in contention for something because you have the bottom of each of the five, which is five teams going into relegation trouble. And then you also have 10 teams going into either quarterfinals or preliminary quarterfinals. So 15 of the 20 teams are still in contention in the intermediate. And then in the junior A, you have three, six, um, ten teams out of 12 teams are still in contention because of that Group C. So only ourselves and Kilmain and Wood, sadly, have been banished from the competition. But aside from that, it's all to play for. So a lot sorted, but still not much sorted as well. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. and um, before we get on to a full results roundup um, from the club championship, Mead were in another All-Ireland final uh, during the week. It was, of course, the minor Camogues. They were playing in the All-Ireland B final against Roscommon, I believe, um, on Wednesday night. And they just come up a little bit short, did They did, Mickey, yeah. It was in um, Glenn and Brothers Pierce Park um, on Saturday afternoon, and it was 2-9 to 1-7. And unfortunately, the damage was done in the first half when um, by halftime, Roscommon led by two four to four. So two first half strikes um, either side of, I think, the water break was the difference really in the end because Mead battled back admirably in the second half and uh, got a goal through... Um, got a goal through Robin Dunn, which sort of reignited the fight. Uh, 
But uh, Claude Cole han hit three frees. Maya Bird hit a point. Rachel Duke hit a point, and Katie Kelly also had a score. But unfortunately for me, that wasn't enough. They just couldn't reel in Ross Common, who um, sort of kept the scoreboard ticking when they needed to in that second half. And on the back, on the back, sorry of that um, first half display, you know, just did enough. Um, and I, I believe Ross Common centre back Orla Connolly was absolutely phenomenal. But I think the bigger picture here, Mickey, obviously it's disappointing to lose an All Ireland final. But when you're looking at it with me, Camogie in, in in mind, or sort of with the best interests of me, Camogie. They need this team, you know. They need yeah. players from this team now to, to sort of go on and represent need at senior level because of all of our teams, they're probably the one team that are missing a little bit of depth and probably youth coming through. And I'd, I'd have every faith that this particular Meads minor Camogie side will be the ones to go on and probably represent need at senior levels and, and I give them a decent account of themselves um, in the coming years. So disappointed to lose, but. They all have extremely bright futures in the green and gold, Amid. Yeah, that's that's it. There's a bigger picture at play here. While it would have been great for them to get an All-Ireland title and whatever, um, and, and, and they're just a little bit unfortunate. Yes, the bigger picture is that we need our, our, our young Kabogs getting to All-Ireland finals and having that calibre of player coming through and adding to uh, to, to our senior Kamogi ladies, which I'm sure a lot of these girls We'll have a bright, bright future ahead of them. Absolutely brilliant. And hard luck on losing in the All-Ireland B final. Uh, Davey, we're going to move on now to a full roundup of the club results from the weekend, because it was, of course, a club weekend uh, with Championship. We will start with the Junior Championship, Davey Wisman. And easy to run through this. I have my predictions here that we did last week on our podcast. I'm just going to get them out. You can hear the sheep coming out, Davy. there. Um, and I probably don't want to really look at the junior ones myself, but we will. We'll have a look at the junior championship results. Um, so, uh, first up, Kilbride, uh, 316, Corton, 8 points uh, in Group A of the junior championship. And the other result was St. Vincent's 11, Castletown, 1-5. Both of us going for a Corton win, uh, both of us with egg in our face. And uh, you went for a St. Vincent's win, Davy Ruskin. So that's your one up from Group A. And um, we will come back and just give the quarterfinal pairings and stuff like that in a few minutes' time um, that we know of. We'll move on now to Group B of the um, Ballerisk Bar Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior Football Championship and the results in from that one. Karen Ross, 12 points, St. Bridget's won five. You went for a Karen Ross win, I went for St. Bridget's win. Zero for me, one for you. And uh, in the other game, it was Kilmainham, uh, Kilmainham won against Boards Mill. Both of us went for a Boards Mill win. Boards Mill were sitting pretty at the top of the table, knowing that nobody was going to be able to catch them. Um, but Kilmainham would, uh, in fairness to them, got the victory, won 10 to 10 points. We both went for Boards Mill. Both were wrong, Davy Rispin. Now, Group C of the uh, Junior Championship. The games didn't go ahead. You passed on a little bit of uh, COVID to your neighbours in St. Dalton's from Courtown. I've said that already and going to keep that going, Davy Rispin. And, um, of course, um, they were due to play Slane and Dunsany were due to play Minalti, but because of the fact that they have to be played at the same time, Dunsany and Minalti's game did not go ahead. We know one thing's for sure from Group C, Davy Rispin, and that is that Dunsany will top the group. Um, the other three places... St. Dalton's, Slane and Minalti all can qualify in second and third. So we don't even know who's going to be relegated to the Junior B or Junior 2 Championship for next year from that group yet. 
No, that group is all to play for, Mickey. As you say, the only thing we do know from that is that Dunsany are going to go through to a quarter final um, as 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 group winners, uh, regardless of what happens in their last game against Minolte. But there's two positions up for grabs in the knockout stages for Ulton, Slane, or Minolte, and there's obviously one place, as you said, in the dreaded. Um, junior B or Junior 2 or whatever it is for next year so that also has to be sorted so we'll wait um, for refixtures in that with, with interest Yeah absolutely and, and just to let our listeners know the preliminary quarterfinal will see St Bridget's taking on whoever finishes third in Group C and then the quarterfinals will be St Vincent's against the winner of St Bridget's and whoever finishes third in Group C Boards Mill will be playing second whoever finishes second in that group C. And then the proper final, the, the quarterfinals that we know the pairings of are Dunsany and Kilbride and Castletown versus Karen Ross. The, that is our, inter, or, sorry, our junior championship um, uh, quarterfinals. Um, Davey, we're going to move on now to our intermediate results. And the results from the weekend are as such. You know, got me, again, this is, so, oh yeah, I got zero out of four in the junior and you got two out of four in the junior championship. So we're going to move on now to the Mead uh, Farm Group Intermediate Football Championship Group A. The results from the weekend: Bechtive won eleven, Blackhall Gales won nine, a two-point victory for Bechtive. You went with Blackhall Gales, I went with Bechtive. Tick for me. And then in the next game, Nobber three fifteen, St Pat's one eleven. You went for St Pat's win, Davy Ruskin. I went for a Nobber win in that one. Tick for me, two out of two out of that one. But um, the way that left the group was that Nobber leapfrogged effective uh, 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 and went straight into second place with four points. Blackhall Gales were always top in that group and they finished top with four points. Nobber in second with four. St. Pat's go straight into a relegation uh, dogfight. In Group B, the results from the weekend Longwood 215, Moila 110. I think we both went for a Longwood win. We did. And then Trim 311, Clonmagail 28. We both went for a Trim win here, David Ruskin. That was just to determine who was going to finish first and second. Trim finished first, Clonmagail finished second. And then the bottom one, Longwood against Moila. That was to determine who would go into the relegation playoff. Longwood with the win, avoid it. Moila goes straight into the relegation playoff. Now we will come back to the combinations for the for the uh, for, for the relegation from um, from the intermediate. It's it, it's a bit of a mind boggler. Um, both of us were two from two in that group. Davy Rusman. Moving on now to Group C. Oldcastle two thirteen, Waterstown one sixteen. A draw match there. Waterstown kicking themselves. They were leading by six or seven points um, in that game, but Oldcastle, to their credit, came back and snatched a draw. And in the other game, it was Mead Hill 216, Sidden 3-10. Sidden trying to get back into that game. They were trailing by uh, uh, quite some bit as well and were very unlucky not to uh, maybe snatch a draw or a victory at the end of it. But Mead Hill survive um, with the two points and Sidden go into the relegation uh, playoffs. Oldcastle uh, and Waterson both finished on five points, but Oldcastle topped the group due to their score difference. In Group D, Davey Rispin, the results were Delique Bellison 2.20, Drumbarra 2.10, uh, Beliver 3.14, Kilmainham 9 points. Both of us going for Beliver and Delique Bellison wins here. And uh, Delique Bellison and Beliver true uh, first and second. And Kilmainham will go into the relegation due to their worse score difference than Drumbarra. Just on the other group, Mead Hill and Sidden, Oldcastle and Waterstone. We both got the Oldcastle-Waterstone game wrong 
and we both went for a Meath Hill win. So we're not doing too badly there, I would talk. Um, and then, in finally, in Group E, when we get to the permutations and combinations then, uh, Dundry, 2-13, Ballonlock, 1-11. Looking down at this, we both went for a Dundry win. And then Rathkenny, 2-15, St. Michael's, 7 points. Both of us going for a Rathkenny win again. Uh, Rathkenny topped the group with 6 points. Dundry are in second with 4. Uh, St. Michael's avoid relegation by virtue of beating Ballonlock in the first round with a last gasp point at the very end of the game. And Ballonlock do find themselves in a relegation battle. They are um, very unfortunate. They've been very competitive uh, in, in the Intermediate Championship. Davey Rispin, hell of a lot of results. Hell of a, uh, an Intermediate Championship and we are through to our quarterfinals now. I'll run through them now in a minute, but you know, some standout performances there in the intermediate. Yeah, I suppose Nobber uh, have to yeah. probably be one of the standouts. You know, they've won their last two, come from, you know, bottom to second and uh, finished joint top, obviously, but missed out on uh, head-to-head with Blackhall Gales. But they'll go through to a quarterfinal. They're the only second-place team from any of the groups that will go straight through to a quarterfinal, so kudos to them. Um, Oldcastle and uh, Waterstown played out a pulsating um, draw, as you mentioned, Mickey, um, a game in which Waterstown led by six or seven points with an extra man but couldn't see the job out. And once again, Oldcastle came from six points down to somehow salvage something as they've done already in this championship. Mead Hill getting out of jail in that group also against Sidden, and that's the least of which they deserved. Um, Beliver were very impressive in Cartoon on, on Friday night against Kilmainham. Um, really, really good second half display by John Raff and uh, James McNally's men. Um, they ran in three goals, 3-7 three, to hit in the second half, uh, completely out. Uh, outshot uh, Kilmainham who will go into relegation um, on the back of you know being in the semi-final last year and I think Mickey that just sums up the Intermediate Championship in a nutshell really Yeah it really does like um, uh, like when we go to the, the relegation playoffs we'll come to that in a moment and um, we'll, we'll just run through the prelim uh, quarterfinals so in the first preliminary quarterfinal we will see Clonagale taking on Watson Clonagale back in a preliminary Intermediate quarterfinal, and then the second of our quarterfinals, preliminary quarterfinals, would be Beliver and Dundry. Absolutely, Medwater and tie there as well. I think four fabulous teams in the preliminary quarterfinals. Then, when you go through to the quarterfinals properly, Blackhall Gales will take on the winner of Clamagale and Waterson, and then Trim will take on either Beliver or Dundry in, in another quarterfinal. So, that's going to be uh, a local derby, no matter who wins between Beliver and Dundry. The third of the quarterfinals sees Nobber and Oldcastle in a lovely North Mead derby, and then Delique Bellustown coming up against Kenny. So the young guns of Delique Bellustown with all this flair coming up against probably one of the you know uh, the, the, the best spines to a team across all three grades. When you look down that spine of the Kenny team um, and Delique Bellustown, you know these young guns that we've seen. Absolutely, when they get going, they're absolutely fantastic. Relegation-wise, David Rispin, it is St. Pat's against Moyla. Now, the winner of that game is not safe. The loser is relegated, but the winner will then play Sidden, and the loser of the game against Sidden will be relegated. Um, no, no second-chance saloon here. Kilmainham will be playing, on, playing against Ballonlock in a one-off shot as well for relegation. So if you lose a game at all, um, you're gone. That's it. You're down to junior championship. 
Yeah, it's it's brutal. It is. It, it's absolutely brutal. The Kilmainham and uh, Ballon Lock game is a straight shootout to decide who goes to junior. So one of those two is going to be competing in junior A football next year. Um, pitted with Moyle or Pats, who will be gone straight away. And then you will have Sidden versus the winner of that game. Um, so you have the scenario whereby the winner from the first game isn't assured of their place at all. In fact, they have to win two Otherwise, they'll be down. Simple as yeah. that. They yeah. have to win two games to stay up. That's It's brutal, but you know, with five teams, sorry, with five groups and 20 teams and three need to go, there's no easy way of doing it. And unfortunately, some have probably, probably better equipped than others. Like Sydney, for me, are probably in a, the best position because they can actually sit back and watch Moyla and Pats. They'll get a good look at them. They'll get to probably shape themselves ready for that game. They have a few injuries, I think, themselves. And they're coming off the back of a decent performance against Mead Hill too. So I think they'll be pleased with the way in which theirs is going. Um, but it's all about ball and knock and killing them, I think. It, it really is. And when you think about it, like in the relegation, St. Pat's and ball and lock have been in senior in recent years. Um, Sydney have played Division One football in, in, in recent years as well. Um, it's It's... It really is mouthwater and stuff. It's it's just class. It's it's brilliant. It's the intermediate championship. You know what I mean. It's uh, it's 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 twenty team strong group. And the thing I love about it is that there's fifteen teams still in the competition, still playing for something, still vying for for whatever it is. And um, great Normead feel to it. But you also have quality from outside the pale, as we said already. And um, Trim, Beliver, Dulik, Bellustown, Clannagale. Um, they're all sides in which are going to have a potentially massive say. And Waterstown, how could we forget Waterstown? Waterstown um, yeah, yeah. The, the, for me, they're they're a side that are going ever so well, and uh, they could potentially uh, provide a shock or two. And Rakeni, you know, Rakeni just quietly going about their business, Mickey, in a really effective and efficient manner. They'll have a say as well. Yeah, absolutely. They'll all have a say. They'll all have a say. There's the potential of a Nobber Rakeni semi final if, if Rakeni were to beat Lee Bellison and Nobber were to beat Oldcastle. Um, that would be a lovely North Mead semi final. And then you have the potential of a Trim and Clan McGale or Trim and Waterstown uh, semi final as well. Look, if, if Trim were to beat the winners of Beliver and Dundry, um, which, yeah, look, there is so much great games to come. And there will be some twists and there will be some turns. Uh, yet in that intermediate. Dave, we're going to move on to the results from the uh, various senior championship and the results are as such. Now, Group A is probably the, the best one of the lot. Dunhamore Ashburn, 2-16, Dunchocklin, 1-8. Dave, you when you went for a Dunchocklin win, I went for a Dunhamore Ashburn win and why did they win? And they put Dunchocklin to the sword and by doing so, uh, have given themselves a quarter final. The other game was Rathout against Navin O'Matney's, 1-15 to Rathout. Navinomatney's 10 points. And by virtue of that win, Latota finished the group on six points. Dunhamore Ashburn have gone through on two points in second with a better score difference than Dunchocklin and Navinomatney's. And by virtue of their loss uh, by eight points, Navinomatney's end up in a relegation, bottom of the table, um, uh, going into that relegation playoff, as do Dunchocklin. But the perceived better. Um, uh, position is to be second from bottom, not bottom of the table, but absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, both of them, uh, I think I got right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Dave, you asked me, yeah, I got them right. You got them right. Well, on the intermediate, I got nine, you got seven. Um, just to let you know, 
Okay, so we're, we're, we're nine each. As if my evening wasn't bad enough already. <laughs> we're nine each going into the into the senior, so yeah. Um, and we both went. Sorry, you went for Dunjockham, and I went for Dunhamall Ashman, and we both went for Rockhold, so we both got that one right. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Moving on, Davy, now to Group B and uh, Nafina 311, Bracky 311, a draw. I went for a Ballinabracky win, you went for a Nafina win, we both got it wrong. And then St. Columns, four, St. Columns kills 421, Karaha 28, we both went for St. Colin Kills, that's a victory for both of us. But the way the group ended up, it is five points for Nafina, four points for St. Colin Kills, three points for Balnabracki and Coraha are bottom of the table. Balnabracki do go into the relegation on three points. Davy, we spoke about this um, uh, in uh, earlier on, and what, one of the things that I was saying is that I'm nearly happy that Balnabracki didn't win that game because I'd hate to have seen them going into a relegation having four points. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, very much so. I, I look at I, I feel still feel very aggrieved for them that they have to yeah. go into relegation on the back of their exploit so far. So unlucky in the first round against Colum Kills and probably ended up getting a heavy beating then on the back of Danny Quinn getting sent off and they sort of fell apart in the second half. Brilliant win against Corahan round two. And that game uh on Sunday afternoon in Clannard will live long in the memory by far and away. I, I I was I could only get to one game on Sunday, Mickey, and there was a host of games at twelve o'clock, you know. And uh, I, I sort of opened it up and I was looking at I was thinking to myself, you know, which game potentially could be the most entertaining and absorbing. And then it was this sort of game because of the maybe derby factor to it. Um, and it didn't disappoint. It was a f- fantastic game. Balnebracki coming from 10 points down midway through the second half. Hit 3-4 to go three points up going into injury time. Nafina got a goal. Balnebracki came down the other end, hit a point. And Dan Queenie hits a free from about 50, 55 metres to level it at 3-11 apiece. An amazing game and a terrific advert for club football in need, essentially. And the, the underdog story as well, which is Balnebracki. They're, they're living in it um, and, and their story isn't just finished yet. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we will get to their relegation uh, playoff and um, the quarterfinal playoff in just a moment. Um, we'll move on now to Group C. Uh, the group of death, as it was termed from the very beginning, and it was the group of death. Wolf Tones 313, Minaldi 211, a five point victory there for uh, Wolf Tones. Gail Column Kill 119, Simonstown 211, huge victory there, 22 points to 17 in favour of Gail Column Kill Kells. And what that meant for the group was that Gail Column Kill and Wolf Tones both went through with five points each. Gail Column Kill, by virtue of getting that last point against, uh, uh, against Simonstown, meant that they topped that group and uh, will that will determine who they're playing in, in, in their quarterfinal and who Wolf Tones will play. But Minalvi and Simonstown both go into the relegation playoff, Stady. Um, I was at the Simonstown-Gail Column-Kill game. 
Kilcolum killed must have opened up Simon's team maybe seven times for goals in the second half. They were awesome in the first time in the first half. They were absolutely brilliant. Um, I thought that uh, uh, Evan Sheridan, Martin Barrett, and Fionn Riley were the engine room uh, in that first half. Ryan McFarnham was dropping out the field and carrying the ball. He was absolutely brilliant. Shawnee Kern as well. Justin Carey Lynch and goals, his kickouts were excellent. And, um, uh, you know, he, he was beaten from a penalty um, uh, towards the end of that first half. So there wasn't much you could do about that. But Paulie Tormey had a really good game as well. He, he Connor Sheridan was in there sometimes. Shane O'Rourke was in there. And, uh, you know, he, he gave them their fill of it. Um, also, it was good to see uh, Ushin Riley getting back on the field of play. And, uh, you know, they'll be delighted to, to, to see that as well. Um, but, yeah, um, I thought, like, Simonson probably played better football at times. Um, but Gilcolm and Kill were very efficient. First half, I don't remember them having a wide. They're very wasteful in the second half. Um, and, as I said, cut through that defence for seven goal chances and, and, and didn't take any of them in the second half, which was... Uh, which was, or the, I think they got one in the second half, or was it in the first half? Um, but it was, you know, like they really, they really could have scored a, a load of goals. Maybe I, I, I said to them after the game, you know, maybe they, when they get through and goal like that, maybe they should be taking the points because they won't get away with that in the quarter final. But one nineteen and a possible seven other goals uh, in the last group game against Simonstown was excellent. Wolf Tones have been Alvi. Course, as we said, three thirteen to two eleven. Davy, we'll we'll come back to that now in a minute. We're going to finish off with Group D and St Peter's Dunboyne one thirteen, Summerhill six points, Screen four nine, Centralstown one seven. And um, the way that finishes the group is that St Peter's Dunboyne are on five point five points unbeaten, and um, Summerhill on four points go through. Screen are on three points, and Centralstown are on zero points. So um, again, uh, I was at the Dunboyne Summerhill game. Not much to really talk about. I thought that uh, Dunboyne went about their business um, in a workman-like manner and, you know, just didn't know if I thought that Summer... Did you, the one thing about Summerhill that I don't understand is that when you look at their forward line and they possess some of the most amazing players, um, David Larkin, Paul Larkin, uh, Connor Lyons, Connor Frayne, David Dalton and Owen Frayne, like, that is an unbelievable six forwards and you know Connor Lyons is a good player but like the other five I would say are any they'd grace any senior team in uh, in the county like they'd, they'd definitely walk on because they are scoring threats and when you look at the, the forward line for, for, for Dunboyne Stuart Lyons Colin Finn with Colin Finn didn't start Connor Dorn Colin Lacey Connor Bradley didn't start and Donal Lennon Michael Murphy and David McEntee came in instead of Connor Bradley and Colin Finn and when, when you look at those two forward lines, Davey, uh, like the more naturally gifted would have been Summerhill. And you look at uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne and, you know, you're looking and going, well, Donald Lennon is the main man there and the rest of them are workers. Colin Lacey might chip in with a score or two, which he did. He's chipped in with the goal in the end. But I, I, I couldn't understand the tactic by Summerhill to go into this defensive mode and try and stop St. Peter's Dunboyne from, from, from going on the attack. Bringing, bringing all those players back, like even one, maybe two in the forward line, but like the, the quality of player you're trying to drop back and the fact of the matter was that the loser was going to play the reigning champions in a quarterfinal. So why not go out and instead of trying to contain, stop Dunboyne from winning, why not go out and win the game yourself? 
Yeah, you're never going to stop them. You know, like you might you might keep them to X, Y, and Z, but like if you if you negate or migrate your own sort of outlet for scores, like you're not going to beat them by in six points to five or something like that. They're not a team, and as you say, they have enough players: Leno, McIntyre, Connor Bradley, Lacey. You know, they're always going to get scores, and um, like. That's the most disappointing thing for me is that Summerhill were actually true going into this game. Dunboyne mathematically weren't. Um, Summerhill put up a big score against Senchtown in Navan about four weeks ago. They put up a big score against Screen in Manalvi a tight pitch two weeks ago. Why didn't they just go out and play to their strengths and play front foot attacking football with the likes of Adam McDonald? Podge, Podge um, Garrity bombing forward, get the ball into the frames, get the ball into Davy Larkin and, and be direct and be the Summerhill that we know and love and have loved watching in County Mead for pretty much the last 10 years, let's be honest about it. They, they always play a lovely brand, a free-flowing attacking football um, and I don't think the defensive football really suits them and to be honest with you, if you're conceding one thirteen and putting 12 or 13 men behind the ball, you need to have a serious conversation with yourself because, you know, you're like, that's, yeah. that's you know. And, and, and Tony scored six points and like your final, your, your the two points that you got in the second half came from your wing backs, Podge, Garrity and uh, um, Adam McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. You know, like, so, I don't know. Did, did the mind maybe maybe the, we're being a bit too critical, but th- to me, that's the way, and you were at the game, that's the way it looked. Yeah, well, the, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that like, you know, they, they have a, a system and they're trying to work it, but like I just think that you want to keep Davy Larkin, Paul Larkin, Connor Frayne, David Dalton, and Owen Frayne as close to the opposition's goal as possible. And you know, kind of go like the you know, that famous Alex Ferguson United team that you know it was a case of well, if you score two, we'll score four. Yeah, do you know that kind of way? Yeah. Because if you possess players of that ability, and you know, Ross Ryan and Nolan Ryan were excellent. Neil Byrne took a big knock as well, it took a shoulder from um. Uh, Roland Jones on the blind side, and it, it was it was it was one of those hospital passes for Roland Jones had him eyed up. As soon as he was receiving the ball, he was going to have to turn into Roland Jones. Yeah. Roland Jones met him square on the shoulder, and as he fell, because he wasn't expecting that he banged his head off the ground, and then Michal Byrne had to go off. St Peter's Dunboyne got their goal not long after that. But look again, I, I just I just found it a little bit bog- mind boggling that. Summerhill were, were, were set up in that in, in that way. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davy, we're going to move on anyway and we're going to just have a quick look at the quarter-final pairings and the relegation, um, uh, or as I like to call it, the intermediate qualifiers for 2022. Um Again, we have we have interviews and we have reaction and we have uh, reviews of all of these games in depth on our Loyal Royals uh, podcast. Head on over to Patreon forward slash We Are Mead and you will be able to pick those up. And um, David, the quarterfinals are as follows: it is Rathout 
against Summerhill. That's what we were saying. The winner today had a huge character of avoiding the current uh, reigning champions. Um, the next game in the quarterfinals, we'll see Nafina taking on Wolf Tones. That's a nice, tasty one there. Two attacking teams. That should be uh, a cracking game. Um, Gail Cullum Kill will take on Dunhamore Ashburn again. Um, both of these teams have been to finals in recent years. Dunhamore Ashburn were in 2016. Gail Cullum Kill, obviously, last year. And uh, Dunhamore Ashburn have that huge uh, uh, advantage of going, well, we. We're after getting through to a quarterfinal without playing any football at all. You know, let's try and do something. So there is uh, that carrot in front of Dunmore Ashford. And then finally, the final quarterfinal, we'll see Dunboyne taking on St. Column Kills. Davey, some cracking ties there in the, in, in the mid-senior quarterfinal champ, quarterfinals of the championship. Yeah, naturally, Summerhill against Ratoth will be the one that sort of jumps off the page at you when you look at it. Um, it was either going to be Summerhill or St. Peter's Dunboyne, we knew, because of Ratoth winning on uh, Friday night against Navin O'Matley's. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunham Ashburn and, and Gail Conkill is, is yeah, but just before, just before you go on to that one, like a couple of years ago, if you said Rathout and Summerhill, I would have been like, Oh, yeah, that's a tasty one. But from seeing that Summerhill performance today, um, now I know Rathout haven't been firing on all cylinders, but they've you know, they've, they've this massive final quarter in them, which we've talked about before. Um, well, they're the only side with a 100% record left in the yeah. competition as well, like you know, that's at it. the end of the day, so. Um, they're still look at they are still the team to beat, and on the evidence of what you've seen, and and even what I've probably observed from Summerhill so far this year, I don't think they're ready to beat Rotolt. I'll be honest with you, like they struggled past the poor Sanchezown side. They they just about got by you. Well, they know they did they did well against Screen. That was probably their best performance in round two. Screen aren't too bad. Um, but yeah, like I'm sorry, I was going to say about Kilcon Kill and, and Dunham Rashburn. All of a sudden, that game is a much more attractive looking proposition than it was maybe <laughs> last Thursday night. Do you know what I mean? Who would have said it? But but yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I like Nafina and Wolf Tones. I think that's a really open game. Probably you could make a case or make a real strong argument for either of those sides to get through. Nafina looking to get back into back to back semi-finals now consecutively. Yeah. And Wolf Tones obviously uh, a really good form side in the county at the minute. Um, great ties everywhere. And great kills in the mine. Like kills play a lovely, attractive, open brand of football. St. Peter's the mine is very much almost counter-attack regimented, very much Robotic, system-based. Yes. yes. And the whole lot, yeah. That'll be a real clash of styles and it'll be interesting to see how Column Kills can pit themselves against Dunboyne because they know they were really embarrassed in the last round of the group last year. It was a meaningless game, okay, but it'll be just interesting to see how far they've come now and if they're set up for a bit of a tilt at St. Peter's Dunboyne. For me, still the main challengers to Rototes crown. Yeah, and in the relegation playoffs, or as we have now termed them, 2022 intermediate qualifiers, intermediate championship qualifiers. In the quarter final of those qualifiers, it is Dunshockland against Sedgelstown. Tasty one there. Ballinabracky against Simonstown in uh, the second of the quarterfinals. Minalvi will take on Navano Manis, and then it will be Scream taking on Curaha. So the loser from Dunshockland and Sedgelstown will take on the loser from Ballinabracky and Simonstown. And the loser from Minalvi and Navin O'Matneys will take on the loser of Screen and Coraha. I suppose there's two in particular that stand out, David Ruston, but Screen and Coraha has uh, that, that, that that's just banging of local derby. 
Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing game. I I, I do like Navdomahni's and Manalvi as well. I, I think that's an interesting one. But for me, and, and you're completely underselling it again, Nicky, is Balnabraki and Simonstown. I think that has a real romantic feel to it because, you know, Balnabraki coming up um, wanting to pit themselves against the best in the county. And, okay, Simonstown, I would put this whole year down to maybe a blip, you know, injuries and stuff like that. But they're going to get the opportunity now to come up against the side and a manager who have conquered the county only a couple of years ago um, back to back. I just think it's a great prospect and a wonderful opportunity for Balnabraki um, to possibly just sign off and, and end the year remarkably well if they, if they were to pick up a result. I just, I, I, I'm not being biased because you have to sort of stay impartial, but I just think it'd be great to see them staying up. I'd hate to see them sort of going back down. I don't, yeah. I don't really care who gets relegated. I don't have any affiliation to any of the clubs but I just think on the back of their intermediate success and all the all that went with it I think it'd be important for them to to stay up like Curaha did you know in their first year and stuff as well and um, they themselves have that game against screen in a one-off game against your local neighbours they'll fancy the job you know they really will they'll hopefully have Jack O'Connor back from injury and that would be a massive addition to those to those fellas and um, they don't fear screen Screen have a decent record against them in recent years too, but it's, it's always tasty, that one. So, yeah, great games everywhere you look. Yeah, and, and Davey, when you look at the relegation, right, uh, out of the, 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 the eight teams that are in it, four, maybe five of them, are traditional heavy hitters in in, 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 in lead circles and, and heavyweights of championship. Dunshockland, Centralstown, Navin O'Matneys, Screen, who are the longest uh, uh, reigning senior club uh, in 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 lead championship, I think they're there since the nineteen forties or something like that. Like they've got a sixty eight year. Uh, they've been in senior championship for something like sixty eight years, or, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. I'll figure that out for next week. And then Simonstown, obviously, who've won two Keegan Cups in recent years. Like um, you could call them a heavyweight of the current championship and whatever. So we've got five huge teams in there. Then you've got the newly promoted Ballinabracky, Minalvi, who've been who've solidified themselves as, a, as an intermediate, or sorry, as a senior team in recent years at Curaha, who only come up a couple of years and had that big scalp against Simonstown in screen. In screen? I'm always saying it in screen. <laughs> uh, only a couple of years ago as well, and um, the year that they got promoted. So, like, there's there's only one team going to be relegated from, from those uh, eight, which I'm delighted about. Um, so you get three cracks at the whip. You do, yeah, you do, and it probably is the polar opposite to the intermediate, which is such a cutthroat, really, yeah. in its essence, you know, and, and junior, there's not even relegation playoffs in junior. I think senior, it's to just make sure that every game is meaningful and stuff like that, I I, I get it, but and, and thankfully it's thrown up a couple of great ties, but as you say, you sort of have three bites at the cherry to, to save yourself on that, which... Look, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we look forward to them. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And uh, best of luck to all the teams through to the quarterfinal and through to the relegation or intermediate qualifiers for 2022. Um, we will be previewing all these games uh, further down the line. We're not sure if the, the qualifiers are going to be played in the next two weeks, um, uh, but we do know that the, quarter, the quarterfinals will be played in four weeks' time. The so there is a nice little break. <laughs> Qualifiers, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna feck us up so much, Mickey. Really <laughs> the intermediate qualifiers, Davy. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, there's only one team gonna qualify for the intermediate championship. Um, from the senior. Yeah, look, um, 
yeah, brilliant weekend. It has to be said. Like, uh, I knew going into the weekend that my team, Simon's team, were going to be, you know, stuck to the bottom of that uh, group, and there wasn't much going going to change. We were just trying to figure out who they would be playing against. It was more than likely going to be Balinabraki, and Balinabraki. And uh, if, if that was to change, it was going to take a huge um, victory for Balinabraki to change all that. But look, it is going to be Balinabraki. One of me other favourite teams and have visited the, visited the club grounds recently and all that. So, um, yeah, I don't like to see that at all. So, anyways, look, Simonson, Alan Abraki, it is. Davey, we're going to move on. Um, what do I get? Emotionally uh, charged here. Um, we'll go on to our Lotto uh, segment um, before we go to our Instagram interactive. So, Lotto's it is. First up is Dunchocklin and Royal Gales. The result from the 6th to the 9th, 2021. Numbers drawn were 7, 12, 20 and 21. They had no jackpot winners, surprise, surprise. Um, four match, three winners who collected €50 Euro each. Next draw is Monday night, live on Facebook at half eight. €13,000 of a jackpot. Reserve of €13,000. Second reserve of 1600 You can play that one on Club Force. Um, Manalvi GFC, 10000 which it is currently capped at. Reserve increasing to 6900 on Monday night. Play online at manalbgfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Blackhall Gales Lotto, they have a new jackpot of €7,400. The next one doesn't take place until the 20th, which is Monday week. Castletown, um, they had no jackpot winner of the €3,400 top prize. Last week, the numbers drawn were 5, 9, 13 and 22. They had 1, 2, 3, 4 lucky dip winners. But Killian Price... The raging wing half back from Castletown actually won two of those lucky dips. So two uh, 30 euros for Mr. Price. Uh, Denise and Joe McGrath got 30. Uh, Aileen Casty and Nula and Adrian O'Reilly also were in on the act. Next week's jackpot is 3,500 euro. You can play it on smartlotto.ie forward slash Castletown GFC. My own Corte GFC, 6,100 euro of a jackpot was not won. Numbers drawn were 12, 27, 28, and 32. The 20 euro winners are as follows Anna Hodgins, Elaine Collier, Margaret Hegarty, Angela Brady, and Nano McManus. Uh, 6,200 euro next Friday night. Cartoongea.com forward slash lotto. Kilmainham, 7,400 euro every Monday night. And the final one up is from the trusty Navano Mahnies. Their next jackpot is. Sorry, sorry, David, did you say trusty? Trustless, sorry, I, that was a that was a blip. <laughs> Apologies, Mickey. Sorry, um, you'll cut that. Um, Eight thousand six hundred euro of a jackpot was not won. Numbers drawn were 14, 22, 26 and thirty. The uh, three number winners were Ollie and Claire O'Toole and Anne Carberry. The next draw takes place on the fourteenth of September at nine pm. Um, Eight thousand seven hundred and fifty euro of a jackpot. You can play that one on the club app or on the web link. Excellent, Davey. I have two in the usual. It is from uh, Centralstown and Simonson. Uh, Centralstown Lotto will take place uh, on Monday evening. The jackpot is a massive 10,000. Uh, you can play it on the smartlotto.ie uh, or you can go to their social media pages and you'll find the link there as well. Um, and then the Simonstown Lotto, um, no winner of their 6,650 uh, jackpot. Uh, there was only one match three winner it was Anne O'Connor with the numbers 3, 6, 23 and 29 the next draw takes place next Friday evening tickets can be bought in the round O 
uh, I've been informed, as well as you, you can do it online on this, uh, through their social media, you'll find the, 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 um, the links there. I'm just trying to remember the name of the app. Clubs app is the one that you can get it on. So um, get in there and get the signs in lotto 6,650. The next lotto will be 6,700. Uh, 6, okay, great. That's that done. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. We'll move on now to Instagram Interactive. Have we had much interaction from the people of Mead? We have indeed, Mickey. Um, there's been plenty of interaction will come in on Sunday night. The first one is in from Mr. God almighty, sorry, Mickey. I'm trying to get the username here. C. Howley. And see how he has said, Beliver win in the intermediate championship. What a team performance, Mr. Chowley. Uh, see how he, um, yeah, look, you, you, you've spoken about this one, Davey. Um, and yeah, look, we all, myself and yourself, said after their victory in the junior championship last year that this is a team that could definitely um, be looking at hitting the knockout stages of an intermediate championship and building on that. They've done that. So, you know, the sky's the limit for them. They're in bonus territory, really, aren't they? They are absolutely playing some lovely stuff at the minute, Mickey. Um, so, yeah, kudos to them. Okay. Um, next one in comes from uh, Mr. Jack Walsh, and he said, Vinnie Pert, so out of his depth, up in Oriel. Oh, no. Is that really it? Is that the truth? Is that what's happening? Yeah, well, I think they were beaten by Longford, a nine-man Longford there at the weekend. They're second from bottom in the group. But anyway, uh, let's move on and get uh, Jack Walsh out of the way with that one. Good and early in the Instagram Interactive this week. Alan Brown is next in, Mickey, and I, I did say this one to you earlier on. He said, Mickey's curse on St. Bridget's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, look, I'm raging, I'm raging. Um... I don't think it's a curse because sometimes they win and sometimes they don't. So, like, if they're looking to use me as an excuse, they can go and shite. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, next one in is from Simon Finn. And uh, I love the way Balnabracki have just moved on from one feud and started a new feud with Fina. And it all stemmed from this one. He said, who's that Shane Walsh lad? Is he a forward? Who's the show? Yeah, who is this young Shane Walsh fella? Like, where did he come from? <laughs> Did you know what he's saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Explain. So, so he's a Balnebracky man who's saying that, like, who is Shane Walsh because of the job in which Balnebracky did on him? Um, and that's reignited, uh, or sorry, ignited a massive uh, feud between Nafina and Balnebracky. Owen Dalton was in next and he said, Nafina rattled by the Bracks. That was followed up by Mark Slevin, who came back at them both, and he says, Brack's very loud for a team that didn't qualify. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and we've spoken about this as well. Even a victory for them 
Um, in the end, probably wouldn't have been enough and they would have found themselves in the relegation. It would have been a travesty to see them winning that game, go on to four points and still end up in a relegation uh, battle. Yeah, Luke Kelly has followed that up by saying, Brax acting like they won the Keegan and yet they are still in relegation. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that's one to watch. Uh, Trim will be absolutely delighted. They'll be sitting at home reading this and they'll have the popcorn out and they'll be just loving it. Um, next in is from Dahi Finnegan and he just says Pats with the monkey face. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about this. Like, we're just, uh, we really think, we, we really thought that they had turned the corner um, and... You know, it just hasn't it hasn't gone gone for them in the championship. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is that they they still haven't found where they are with intermediate championship. Mm. Um, since they came down, it's been all over the places. Yes, in the corner of Boney, they started to pick up wins, but with championship, they just and like they were so used to doing what they were doing in the mid senior championship, and for a long time they were. I suppose staving off that the, the, the relegation they were in embroiled in relegation and they knew what they were doing you know that kind of way yeah. since they came down to intermediate it's completely different they should actually be competing but now they're getting lost in the middle somewhere and, and, and actually going into a relegation battle again yeah unthinkable Abby Quinn continues the love in for Balnebracki she says the Bracks come back today yeah, 10 points down, Davey. You rack this one and, and come back and then lead by three. What was it? They kicked 3-7? Three, 3-4 three, um, three, without reply. 3-4 three, four, three, four without reply to yeah, uh, put three points up. Um, yeah, look, they're one of the most exciting teams and one of the most entertaining teams to follow without a shadow of a doubt. Um, another exciting team, uh, as referenced by Sean Courtney, Delique Bellustown, and he just said Delique for intermediate. There's no reason why they couldn't, Davy. Um, we do we like we we do have them down as one of those teams. Um, obviously, Trim are the front runners, and there's a little pack coming behind them. And Jadik Bellison will definitely be in that pack. Sure, yeah. Um, Paul Wade next in, and he said C.J. Healy's dress sense. <laughs> and so I you actually talked to me about that. Yeah, I actually got sent a picture from uh, Carl Gibney. Um, the boys are having a few sociables uh, after their game today. Well deserved. They topped the group, and I'd have to concur. Um, it, it is a bit out there, to be fair. <laughs> is it that bad? Well, he kicked the score to get them a draw in the end, so maybe he deserves to to probably wear out what he wants on this night. Just just this night. Um, I think I think he's right. I like people who are, are stand out from the crowd and don't follow trends but set them. <laughs> yeah, Mary Ellen Sheridan said, "Screen rounders wins the men and mixed intermediate All Ireland." That's a great achievement. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, it's a it's a sport that I'd love to get into, but now that I've only got one hand, um, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> um, I think the final one in this week is from Tom O'Connor, and he says Nando's Instagram post of his point. Uh, I didn't see it. Um, obviously, I'm, I don't do the whole Instagram thing. Davey, you do Instagram. Did you see Nando's point? Yeah, I'll talk you through it. Um, so Are, it's a game in screen GA between Dunham Ashburn and looks like it's St. Peter's Dunboyne. The ball comes into Andrew Tormey, feels it well, 
Oh, since the lads to the, to the shops for bread and milk, uh, absolutely like went full to try and block it. And lovely dummy solo inside. And then from a tricky enough angle, launched the ball over the bar. And of course, oh. he's the whole thing on video. And yeah, it's up on Instagram. So it's not from the weekend. It's not against. No, oh, no, no. He must ah. be just on a high from the weekend and decided to roll this out now. In fairness, they haven't had the chance to do it after the first two rounds. So you, you'll <laughs> forgive him that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, funnily enough, you're sending, talking about lads sending uh, uh, lads to the shop for bread and milk and breaking ankles and stuff. Uh, Shane O'Rourke against, for Simon Sterling against Gail Colin Kill, scored the point of the weekend, Davy Rispin, it has to be said. Um, I'm going to look for the video of it because it was absolutely incredible. Rolling back the years, famed on his left foot, like he was in a crowded area, um, famed to shoot with his left foot. Um, um, dummy bounced it, pulled it back to himself. The player was gone um, uh, and probably had turned around to see where the ball was landing. And then the next defender came to him and he feigned to shoot with the right, sold it back into his chest, went around him and then just clipped it over the bar. Absolutely stunning. And Shane O'Rourke was just one of the most talented footballers ever. Probably the best footballer I ever played with. Um, the gifted, gifted footballer. And uh, yeah, it was great to see him doing that. Fortunately, Simon Singh were on the wrong end of that result. Davey, um, is that it from Instagram Interactive? That is else? it. Yeah, no, Shane. Well, well, look, it's been another fabulous weekend of club action, Davey Rispin, and, and we're ready for, 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 for the quarterfinals and the prelims now. Yeah, the week of hurling next weekend, and then we will go into the prelims the, the following week. We're not quite sure is the relegation going to be that week as well. Um, but so, we'll wait and see. Sorry, sorry, just rephrase that the, the qualifiers, please, Steve. Qualifiers, yeah, apologies. Qualifiers, yeah, qualifiers. Yeah, right. 2022 intermediate qualifiers. Um, and uh, you have already, you don't have to go into the qualifiers, Davy Rispin, but you've already qualified. We, we for automatically. The 2022. Yeah. The automatic qualification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the well, sadly, Mickey, unfortunately, there was no qualifiers in the junior this year. So you're either in or you're out. There is actually one promotion slash relegation qualifier, which is between Group B and C. And that's obviously to, to be sorted, yes. But um, yeah, very exciting times altogether, I think. Davey, I think we were just kind of uh, messaging each other there um, in the last few minutes. And we were speaking about the intermediate um, relegation. Uh, or sorry, the, the 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 qualifiers, the junior championship qualifiers from intermediate for 2022, and we think that we were looking at it and we were saying that St Pat's versus Moyla, the loser of that or the winner of that would play Sydney, and the loser of that would be relegated, and then the Kilmainham and Ballon Lock from Group D and Group B would be playing each other. We're now hearing that that may be an open draw between the five bottom teams. In uh, in the intermediate groups, is that right? Yeah, it's not really clear because I know a couple of other media outlets were reporting the exact same as what we 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 literally said a couple of minutes ago. Um, because that's how we read the proposals ourselves, because it wasn't made clear that you know there would be an open draw first and foremost. They didn't specifically name the groups, which is what would lead us to thinking that that's why it would be. But um, didn't they use numbers? They Doesn't did, matter. yeah. One but they, but they never two. said, you know, there would be an open draw. That so that's why people, ourselves included, were thinking to ourselves, oh, it must be Group One versus Group Two, with the loser playing Group Three, which was Group C, and um, which is the way we had it. Now, again, this isn't confirmed. Yeah, but it's this not confirmed. Is, yeah. But it would it would suggest because we did see that it was 
relegation was one versus two. Lose winner of two, one versus two would play three. Yeah. And then four and five would play each other. And we presumed that that was A, B, C, D, E, and that they'd just mixed up letters and numbers. But And I had said to you, well, if that's the case, I can see a team putting in an objection saying, well, I wasn't in group two, I was in group mm. B and whatever. So I'd say it could be that they are going to do an open draw in the next couple of weeks. And that look, those all, all, all those combinations may stay the same. They could be completely different. Mm. But um, I, I it, think they should. They should stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you should get both of the parachutes as well, David Ruskin. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, well, look, um, stay tuned. We will keep an eye on that, and of course, we will be. Um, if there is an update on that, we will be sending it out on our social media. Look, it's been a hectic weekend, absolutely brilliant. As we said already, we're ready for prelim- preliminary quarterfinals. We're ready for quarterfinals. We're ready for qualifiers for the intermediate championship for 2022 and the qualifiers for the junior championship of 2022 as well um, aka relegation playoffs that's it from your We Are Mead podcast for this week remember We Are Mead why it matters more